Hello, I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It. Thank you for joining me today, because I'm very excited about today's podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to squeeze more joy, joy, out of your everyday life, okay? Like an orange, okay? You can go through life like an orange with a peeling on it and covered guess what's inside. But see, you don't know that as long as you look at the outside of an orange. So let's think of your life today like an orange. And we're going to peel off that beautiful, gorgeous peeling. Then we're going to squeeze more joy out of your life. Okay? I am so excited about today. This has made me so happy, so joyous, even to do this podcast. So thanks. Thanks for coming along with the journey, the ride, whatever you want to call it. So anyway, let's start. A lot of people use the words joy and happiness interchangeably, but they're really quite different. You see, happiness is short-term state of bliss. Like, you know, I'm really happy. Thank you for giving me this. Thank you. I had a great afternoon. Joy has a much longer life, okay? When we cultivate joy, we discover it's far more powerful. It may take more effort, but it's a long-burning ember inside of us, inside of our souls that we share with the world, the universe, each other, a bird, a dog. It's, it's, it's a burning ember in us, More, not a short blaze like happiness is. And you know joy when you see it. For me, it's Evelyn at Publix. No matter when I go to Publix, I don't care if I pick up a little milk or pick up some flowers. I don't care, dog food. When I look at Evelyn and she looks at me, she sees through me, there's bubbling joy there. I, I sometimes even want to go there just so she makes me feel so good. Then there's Robert Kroger. He's adorable. He's got some uh, developmental challenges. And when he bags my groceries, he always winks at me. He's adorable. I love him. And he's filled with joy. He bags groceries all day long. Every single person who gets in that line at that grocery store, he blesses them. He anoints them He with his joy. You can't stop it. And then there's Margaret, my neighbor, who's the gardener. And, of course, she spreads her joy all around the neighborhood because she's the gardener. And we, a lot of us use her. She's a master gardener, and she puts her joy into our yards. Right now, I have New Guinea impatience and all these gorgeous begonias and everything else that Margaret left me with great joy. Then there's Grace at my doctor's office. I love her. She's the nurse. Been there forever. But these people, they're bubbling joy that long-burning ember, okay? So what I learned about joy, when you wait for joy, like I was taught to do, I was raised severely, pretty severely, like Roman Catholic. So anyway, and in that, you worked hard, you know, you uh, went to, we went, of course, every day I was in a Catholic school, but you waited for joy until you were either good. And this is my own concept now. I'm not saying the church teaches this. I'm saying this was my little girl concept. And so you worked hard, got your work done, and no matter what, you experienced joy at some point when you were good enough or gave enough or um, you could or you could have fun after you were getting the work done. That was my home experience was um, my dad, Saturday, Sunday, get up at six, work. Um, and maybe afterwards you could experience some joy um, and playfulness is fun. But remember, it was always after work. And then Lots of us work five days a week, don't really love our jobs, and we wait for the joy for the weekend. I was also very used to that in my Wall Street life. But when you find, and then some people wait for joy because they go, oh, I was with a, a patient yesterday. 
Uh, and they're almost 60, right at 60, and they've been waiting to find joy. They've been waiting for the right partner, the right job. How about the right life to find joy? And it's very tragic. So where I personally learned the most profound lessons from joy were my two great mentors. One was Desmond Tutu, and one was President Jimmy Carter. Both of these I met uh, I knew Jimmy Carter before Emory, but he was also my ethics professor at Emory. Desmond Tutu uh, was there on sabbatical for six months. So anyway, what, what I noticed with Desmond Tutu is this tiny bit of joy. And, you know, if any of you don't know about him, he was the Archbishop of um, South Africa during apartheid. So the suffering, the genocide, the violence, the fear, the anger, slaughter, he experienced every day. And he had joy. So what he taught us, what he taught me, was don't wait for something good to happen to experience joy. Every day of your life, just like you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you stop. Whether it's when you hear a bird, the wind blow on your face, whether you ate a sweet muffin, um, whether a dog comes up and rushes against your leg, whatever happens, he taught me you must, God the divine, the holy divine intelligence created us to, and, and this joy is sitting there waiting. It's like gifts all over the place, right? Like clouds in the sky. That's what joy is all around you all the time, like those clouds, but we're not seeing it. We're not experiencing it. And then Jimmy Carter, you know, talked about being in the peanut field, peanut fields all through his education, military experience, politics all through his life. He said he would stop and just look up take a deep breath, and experience pure joy. Whether it was popping open a peanut to put it in his mouth, whether it was being in Africa trying to figure out how to get rid of the guinea worm that was suffering, what most people in Africa were suffering from, no matter what he did in his life. So these two people really mentored me on wherever it is for me that I find joy, find it. Find it right now. Don't wait till your next birthday. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till this afternoon. Right now. So, how about you? Have you been feeling frustrated, disoriented in our new world post-COVID or depressed lately, trying to get your life back together, but maybe it wasn't that great before COVID? I hope I can help today. Below, we're going to talk about some tips in your everyday life. And you may discover that incorporating just a handful of these can improve your life exponentially. Find what works for you. I'm going to throw out some things. It's kind of like throwing something at the wall, some sticky thing, and seeing what sticks. Let's see what sticks for you. Nobody else, but for you. And if you have a family or a partner, I think you're going to see this little joy spread everywhere to other people. And you're going to see people start noticing your energy, your vibrational frequency is going to raise. You're going to draw new people in. I promise you, your life's going to change. And, and you're going to have fun. That's the other side of the coin. You are going to have fun. Pure, unadulterated fun. So I promise you a lifetime of joy, which is going to lead you to a meaningful life of purpose. And that's why you're alive today, to live that life. So, first of all, be present. Most of us scurry our way through life, okay? And we move from one project to the next or go down our list without really immersing ourselves in the experience of the present moment. Try being mindful in, you know, mindful M-I-N-D-F-U-L, mindful, aware, rather than mind, M-I-N-D, two words, F-U-L-L. Stop it. Quit filling your mind with all of this social media, all this stuff, worry, busyness. Keep your focus on what you're doing. 
whether it's what you're eating, what you're watching on TV, what you're scrolling about on your computer or your smartphone, or just your worry. Okay, so whether you're bathing, drinking coffee, eating breakfast, become aware. Next, find joy in the little things. Okay, what brings that little tingly feeling inside of you? And whatever it is, spend more time doing it. For me, it's watching my dog or my cat take a nap, play. I love, I put my computer in my work desk by the bird feeder. So what I'll do all through the day, all day long, I just swing my chair around and watch the bird feeder filled with birds. Oh my God. So this morning as I was preparing this for my final launch, I looked over and there was a juicy fat male cardinal getting food and his nestlings are gone now. Well, there probably could be still on the nest, but he's getting food, taking it back to mom and the kids. Adorable. Look down because we're on a second story. Uh, uh, my office is on the second story of our home. I watched bees swirling around the flowers. Oh my God. It's so adorable. And then I opened the window so I could hear them buzz. Oh, oh, oh. So anything. Take just joy in wearing some cute socks you look at during the day. Or how about a piece of jewelry? I have jewelry from different goddesses, different energies, different colors. I have um, a bracelet that my aunt made. Um, and, and, and what do you wear? Put something on like that and keep it keep it so you can just have fun. Open the little jewelry box or open... I have a, a, a thing I got from Amazon. You hang it in your closet, and I keep all of it there hung on hooks. And I just go inside myself and go, okay, I'm going to touch this all day long around my neck or my wrist, and I am just going to smile with love every time I see it. Or sometimes in the morning, I'll add a spoonful of ice cream to my coffee instead of my half and half. But what little pleasures or joys of your life, okay? They're free. They're wonderful. And another thing I started doing, which I love silence, so it's it's harder for someone like me um, uh, to do this, but music. Everybody loves music. I love music, but I also love silence. So this is one I've really had to try to incorporate to, to see what experience this has for me. But we all have our favorite tunes that brighten your spirit. When was the last time you cranked up the volume to music you loved? Andrea Bocelli, okay? I did him yesterday and goosebumps all afternoon. Make a new playlist full of music that makes you happy, okay? Music that recharges you. A great playlist can make your work fun driving in your car, commuting. And this is fun too. I started doing this, didn't do it before. Baker cooks something yummy from scratch. Okay, I have a tendency to be a perfectionist when I cook. So I use the same recipes, do the same stuff. I don't vary because my family expects the same outcomes from me they have forever. So this is in my aging stage. I have decided to just become wild woman, and I throw quick, funny meals with a new spice, with different kinds of mushrooms, whatever it is. So many of us, you know, just call. I, I'm, I'm not doing this. I, I, this is no, what do I want to say, putting guilt on anybody. But when we get home, we're tired from our daily commute, child care work, and other responsibilities. So we, lots of us are ordering in, okay? So that's fine, a day a week, maybe a couple days a week. But have some fun with quick things. Keep things in the freezer. I do. I freeze fresh things as soon as they come in and keep them in the freezer. So then I can pull them out. I've got these huge thing of spices. One spice can change a whole thing. 
and I have this new uh, 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 consomme. I'm trying to think of the name of it that I found. And it comes in, in uh, vegetarian chicken, beef, then all these other new flavors. It changes. You can have the same mushrooms and vegetables that you've sauteed, and it changes the whole flavor. Then sometimes that put it over rice, put it over noodles, put it over potatoes. Change it up. Um, you know, and then if you have a spouse or uh, uh, children, have them help. The other thing I do, I make double of everything uh, so that I can freeze it or keep it in the refrigerator so when I'm by myself, I can just heat it up and have a very nutritious uh, thing, meal. The other thing I do is I have different folders. I have uh, folders with topics like less than 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Then I have uh, quick desserts. And then I have oven baked or crock pot. So that way, if I get up in the morning and want to use a crock pot, I pull out crock pot file, keep it in the kitchen. Okay, I keep it by my pans, tucked back. Uh, under the cupboard, and I pull out one of these little manila folders, and it's got all these recipes, right? One's for 15 minutes, one's for 30, one's for meals. So anyway, it's pretty cool. Um, and while you're at it, celebrate mealtimes. I am so sick of seeing on television and in these movies, everybody putting their feet up and eating on the couch in front of the TV or standing up, walking around, eating their meal. Stop it. Stop it. Meal times are sacred. They are. From the beginning of human history, we had reverence for food, the animals that gave their lives, the plants. We had that community time together. Stop it. You you know, just like a holiday when you, we save that specialness for Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, you know, Hanukkah, whatever it is, Seder. Do this for every meal, okay? And also bring out your holiday dishes. Bring out the old um, orange juice. I have happened to have a little glass from Grandma Orla Hall. Um, and it reminds me of her, who she helped raise me. So it, it just please make it special. Make every meal an opportunity to celebrate with gratitude and appreciation for every bite. Food's a celebration. Eating is sacred. Think of it like communion. If For those of you who were uh, raised in different religions, I mean, it is. Think of it, and if you want to go historical, think about starting the fire when you would get the food, bring it back to the fire. And do you understand how precious and sacred food was in breaking it together? And then choose a weeknight when the whole family will get together and make a ritual of preparing and enjoying the meal together. And, you know, like the Jewish tradition of Shabbat, uh, you know, an evening of Shabbat or a Mormon family night, okay? Get your own family night. And most of all, surround yourself with beauty. Um, it's hard to feel happy when you look around you and you have icky, nasty colors on the wall or in your kitchen or what your decorating looks like. So, you know, it does, again, with these online stores and all the sales now, consider investing in new linens or curtains or throw pillows. They don't cost anything. Get some paint. Paint your room to a happier color. So for me, during COVID, what it taught me, my husband's a physician, my daughter, everybody was gone to the hospitals and they couldn't come home. And I'm my online companies and stuff, I'm a writer, and my employees couldn't come in. What I started doing was I bought, I think, six or eight different colors of on Amazon, some inexpensive tablecloths and napkins. Then I went up to this room where I had all this old china for, from forever, decades, and from my family. I started pulling it out, and I set the table. So once a month, I have a theme. Um, you know, January is, is ducks and green because, you know, it's kind of like winter hunting season. February is uh, the month of love. It's, you know, uh, uh, so that's red. I have a red tablecloth that I use, little red plates. March is spring, so I use 
uh, the just beautiful, beautiful pale green. And then I have rabbit plates and all the other stuff. And then April this month, I used pink. And um, I have this beautiful floor de pink. So my point is, is I keep it, I, I keep the table set the entire month so that when I come in, whether I'm busy, dogs, whatever my life is, I stop. I look it around and I go, oh, this is just so exquisite. So I just bought inexpensive background dinner plates. They're white. And then I changed the colors by salad plates. It's inexpensive. You know, you can get birds or different colors or flowers. Okay, so you can do it. And, and you know, get your linens, pink, lavender, yellow, blue, green. That I, I, again, they're sales, not that expensive at all online. So get creative, okay? Don't use the excuse, I just can't do it. Yeah, you can. It changes your mind. gives you energy. Then your work will change, your relationship will change, your soul will change. Um, okay, next, spend time with your animals if you have any. And if you don't, please try to get one. We need to get these animals out of these shelters, of course. I'm in the rescue business too, so of course I would. Um, you know, I, I always spend time with my kids. That's my four-legged kids. You know, non-human friends need a lot of love, and you're happier when you're cuddling. Um, my girls and I, my four-legged girls, play together. We just lay in the backyard. Yesterday we did. We sun together for about 10 minutes. They make me happy, bring calm and joy. We cloud watch together, okay? And I know that I'm mentally, physically, and spiritually healthier because of these blessed four-legged kids. Consider fostering kittens or, you know, volunteering as a dog walker at a shelter. You won't believe, by the way, you won't believe the cool people you're going to meet. You and the animals will totally, absolutely benefit. Okay, next. I've done this. I love it. I do it about every two weeks. I realized that when I got a letter, a real letter in a mail with stationery and a return address, how excited I got because you never get those anymore. So what I did was I ordered some beautiful stationery. And I had it even have my initials on it. Then I got some with horses on it since I love horses. And what I do now is once every couple of weeks, I write a beautiful letter on this linen um, stationery and send it to a friend, send it to a relative, send it to somebody I just met. And, um, and I realized that we just don't write letters anymore. So what's going to happen if we just send emails from now on, you know, and cards in, in online? So it, you know, it may take a little time, but do something. Put your last letter of your initial, like mine's H or, or whatever you love. If you love pink, buy some, it's not expensive, buy some pink stationery. And, you know, get, send notes to people. You won't believe how it'll make you feel. Get yourself some pretty note cards. And it's actually a lot of fun. Uh, and again, just imagine you pick, we all pick up our bills. What is it like when you see something on a beautiful stationery with your name on it? just makes my heart race I'll tell you that okay next watch a movie that makes you smile do you have a, you know what's your favorite place what is your favorite movie that you've watched and when was the last time you watched it okay make some popcorn put up your feet get ready one of my favorites which I adore is the big year it's hilarious and I've seen it a million times um, comedy film star Jack Black Owen Wilson Steve Martin I promise you, you are, and it's heartwarming. I love this show. It's called The Big Year. But anyway, make yourself a list of funny movies, comedies that you like. Put it on your notes in your iPhone. Put it, Write it down. Put it somewhere in a drawer so that pull that out regularly at least once a month and watch something funny. Endorphins, serotonin, it changes everything in your body. 
And then uh, next, get outside. I don't care what you're doing. Joy, joy. Remember, this is all about little infusions of joy. I don't care where you're working, in an office, at home. Every little bit. This is the nice thing about having animals, too. When you put them out to go to the bathroom, you can walk outside, too. And take a few breaths. Look up. Look at the trees. I went out this morning. My God. it. I, I don't even know how to tell you. It was heaven, a combination of heaven and being um, in a cathedral in Europe. I, I don't know. The oaks, the maples, trees, the um, exquisite uh, flowers, the grass, the birds chirping. I, I don't know. It, it's, it, but the science, it, scientific evidence is clear. It changes our blood pressure, our heart rate, our sed rate, which is the rate your blood thickens. Everything about you changes when you're outside. The soothing sounds of the wind through the trees. I saw that. I felt that this morning. The birds singing and the water flowing. Oh my God. My neighbor has water treatment. She's got this beautiful little fountain outside of rocks. It's just, I'm telling you. And, and if you have time, take a 10 minute walk in the park or take up hiking. Most of us that even live in urban areas, we've got great, great public parks. So, and also you might want to take a little bottle of water, some snacks and just sit by a tree. And by the way, when you're sitting by that tree, be one with the mother tree. Ask her for wisdom and guidance. Be one with the tree. She's alive. She's probably been here longer than you. And her roots are deep. So also do a guided imagery that you're down into her roots. It's really cool. And then remember, next, get your body moving. I work. I ride all day. But you can get glued to your chair. And really, research shows being sedentary is as bad as smoking cigarettes. Okay, now if that won't get you off your chair, I don't know what is. What will? It's horrible. It's just horrible for you. So just think of how much we sit in front of our computers and how much we sit in front of our televisions. Ugh. Get up. Do some, get on the floor. Do some yoga stretches. Um, put a TV in front of your tread climber or in front of your recumbent bike or something. Take a walk. Do yoga stretching. I don't care what you do. You need to get your limbs moving, the blood flow moving. You get an endorphin rush, so do that. And also... This is one of my favorite things during my busy days. Take a nap. We are a nap family, our whole family. Type A, busy, pretty successful entrepreneur lineage. Uh, but every day I watched my grandfather, my grandmother, my father, nap time. So my husband and I, for all the decades and decades we've been married, we take naps. Okay? So if you can, and if you're at work, or whatever you do, just take 10 minutes. I keep a little, uh, you know, whatever those things I can't, like blinkers, you know, to cover your eyes with. I bought one on Amazon, and so sometimes I'll just sit there, lay down for 10 minutes, put, put it so it's totally dark over my eyes, then open my eyes 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later. My dogs and I love it. And when I scream nap time, you should see the dogs. They're hilarious. But we live in an era in which exhaustion and working uh, you know, are lauded and, and napping or sleeping is not. I hope that's changing. Uh, we have great science that shows shows that the in, naps are healthy uh, for cardiovascular health, health, less strokes, everything. So try to take a nap. Also, uh, you know, the sleep time is huge. And dress up for yourself. Um, Post-COVID, most of us are slobs. I go to the grocery store, go to Target, wherever I go. Oh, my gosh. I look. Uh, most people look like they just got out of bed. Can we stop it? For real? When was the last time you dressed up in a favorite item? 
I don't care about what other people think of you. Dress up for yourself. Wear something bright, okay? We, you know, we, we were trapped in our home with leisure clothes, and we're all still wearing them. It looks like we're like the walking dead to a lot of people or zombies. Stop it. Get out your cute, colorful, bright clothes if you don't have any. They're not expensive now. You can go online, get yourself a cute spring shirt, summer shirt, little, these little dresses are in right now, these little cotton dresses. Yeah, get yourself something cute with a little cute pair of sandals, whatever it is. If you're a man, just whatever. Get something bright and happy. Okay, next. I know this is important. I used to, I think this is in one of my books. Clutter. Got to get rid of clutter. Really, seriously. It's, it just absorbs the joy right out of you. Okay? So, it makes you feel frustrated, claustrophobic. You feel overwhelmed. Just... Start packing it away. If you don't want to throw it away, just get some boxes and put it in put it in a storage area or put it in your garage or basement somewhere. Just start picking it up. Don't throw it away. You don't have to throw it away right now. Just put it in a box. Then if you don't miss it, miss it. Look at it in a month or so and go, hmm, I didn't need that anyway. But it does clutter your mind. We have science that shows it creates depression and anxiety. So get rid of the clutter. And also, you know this. We know about screen time, so try to cut back on some screen time, okay? Um, I, You know, reading, we know reading um, absolutely is great for the mind. It's great for aging. It's great for mental health. Try to read. Please, God, everybody's looking at videos. Nobody wants to read. Uh, our whole history of life, the whole sensuality, the whole experience, the peaceful ex- dignity of reading a book. Please, God. There's a beginning, a middle, an end, lives up and down. I'm addicted to inspirational biographies or autobiographies. I can't help it. I love reading about how people have made it through the worst times in their life, the best times in their life, in negotiated life. I love it. And getting towards the end, but last but not least, closing this out, hobby. What's your hobby? Really, seriously, what's your hobby? Right now, stop. Tell me what your hobby is. Okay, so whatever, anything you want to do, you can find it on YouTube, I promise you. If you want to knit, if you want to crochet, I happen to be a gardener. Play in the dirt by gardening. You can learn that. Go to a gardening class at your local garden center. They all have them. By the way, you'll meet other friends. It's very cool. You can get in a knitting group in your area, crochet group. Okay, your hands, you can say God, the divine, the holy, our hands Remember movements. Our fingers were meant to move on something besides a keyboard. And you feel so fulfilled, I'm telling you. When I was pregnant with our older daughter, I um, crocheted a Afghan and for the baby. And I still have that after 40-some years. It's on our bed. And uh, I, I'll, I, I just... I'll never forget it. For me, horseback riding, too. I love, uh, 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 horseback riding. Um, and, like I said, in closing, here we go. Learn something new. Always learn something new. Language, skills. Do you want to know how to snow ski, water ski? What about horseback riding? What about learning Spanish or learning another language? Quit saying I'm going to do it at another time. Don't do that. Do not think I'm going to do it at another time. Okay? And... Write down a goal, write down some goals and put it right on the wall in front of you, on the wall where you work every day. Okay, 
some of us create these huge long-term goals. Maybe try small-term goals like I'm going to drink uh, eight glasses of water a day or I'm going to get up and move around uh, the house four times a day, whatever it is. Download meditation apps. They're free. We have one. And we also have a meditation room. Go to Mindful Living Network or go to YouTube and go to the meditation room. That's our meditation room. I love our meditations. And just spend five minutes there, three minutes, ten minutes. Come on. Small goals. Don't swallow the apple whole. Small bites. Small bites. And please be creative. Okay? I'm not talking about painting the Mona Lisa or, you know creating some 10-hour cake or anything like that. But we are creative human beings. So here's where your hobby weaves into it, your goals. We're creative. What kind of creativity is inside that seed, that womb inside of you that's just waiting, that little seed, that little taproot that's waiting to be nourished and fertilized and watered? Okay? You've got the materials. And if you don't have them, go get them. Did you always want to paint something? I don't know. What do you want to do? And you know what? Stick to your life's purpose. Okay? Um, When people feel lost, they just can't find their purpose. The more, I promise you this, the more you follow the seeds and the path of your joy, what brings you joy, and start small, you're going to find your way home to your purpose. The true, true purpose. Because It's in the seeds of your joy, okay? So, you know, and don't keep appearances for others, you know, uh, anymore. Stop it today. Or if you've avoided rocking the boat in your family and your business, and no, it's time. You know, part of maybe you're depressed and anxious is because you're not living the true you, okay? Maybe, maybe, you know, you're having the joy set from you because you're living a lie or you're living someone else's life. Okay, figure out why you're wearing these masks and what you need to do to live your authentic life. Follow the joy. Follow the joy, I'm telling you. And, uh, you know, express yourself again. What, what, what clothes can you wear? How can you wear your hair? What earrings can you wear? What comes out of these little meditations you're going to start doing? What, what's what's whispering inside of you? What song wants you to sing? What song needs to be sung by you alone that you were created to sing? Okay, and uh, and the worst thing that, that we do, I do a lot of work in this area, is, is worry. Stop worrying. Write down, keep a list of what you're worrying about because this will bring up your stuff. You starting to follow your joy, go, oh my gosh, I can't do Write down your worries. Get a pen, paper. I actually have different colored little pads I write them on. I have pink, blue, lavender. Again, I get them by the packet at um, Amazon. They're not expensive. Write them down. Make sure you put the day, the date, excuse me, on the top. And uh, take one step at a time. Please, just one step at a time. Okay? So, that is pretty much it. And also be in service to others and, uh, you know, volunteer, do something. Some of the greatest friends I've ever met was me volunteering, I'll be honest. I'm thinking right now and, you know, four of my best friends right now is I volunteered for something. Um, Another thing was I asked for help. Uh, And Marcy's become one of my best friends because I was overwhelmed. 
I was asked to go to Washington, D.C. to the White House. I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't know this person very well, and I said, I need your help. I'm, I'm scared. And at my, with all my accomplishments and my whatever, I, uh, it changed my life, and we've become best friends. So ask for help, too. So I hope this podcast is going to help you, okay? Think of, think of you being this little orange, and, and today we talked about each one of, each little tip or each little suggestion or each little, little kernel of um, light was a piece of that peeling coming off so that you can squeeze more joy out of every day of your precious life. This is it. This is the one you have. And God knows with the patients I've seen in hospice that are 25 or 30 or 40, whatever your age, it's not going to last forever. The, you know, it's a farewell tour. So just drink the nectar of your life and what your purpose is every day, please. Um, and we're all in this together. Please uh, go to the Mindful Living Network. We have a brand new uh, web presence. Go to our meditation room. We've got all kinds of amazing uh, information uh, there. We're also on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Facebook everywhere. So uh, please follow us. We would appreciate that very much. Sign up for our newsletter. We send it out every two weeks, and it's got great information. And um, please live a mindful life. It's an incredible way to live. Uh, please, if you want to contact me, go to contact us at the Mindful Living Network, and I will get back to you. If you have podcast ideas or you want to talk or anything you can need, because I and our team here, we are here to serve you and to serve our world, hopefully trying to help each other live mindfully more every single day. So I wish you the best. Thank you for the privilege of your time. I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It.